I'm, I'm doing it on my, my phone as opposed to my laptop. I'm actually at a pub quiz, but I've gone to their function room, which isn't being used, to, um, <laughs> <laughs> to come and do this. Are you winning at the quiz so far? Uh, it's just about to start, so I'm, I've got myself in a little bit of trouble, so I'm probably going to miss a couple of rounds. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John Ponting in Cricklade and Kieran Moore is in Trowbridge. I still am. Do we feel like we've recovered after our few weeks at festivals? Because I think I'm nearly there. Uh, yeah, physically I'm there, but the heat's not helping. No, um, but mentally I haven't finished yet, so I'm still still firing on all cylinders. You've got more festivals to go. I think I'm done for the summer now. <laughs> Uh, so the purpose of this show is to highlight and promote the local music and art scene across uh, across Wiltshire, across Somerset, across Gloucestershire. And uh, every week we play a couple of tracks and we have a guest on. This week's uh, guest is, it's an, it's exciting to hear about a, a new venue. You, we often talk about venues that are closing or being converted, but to have a brand new venue coming up in Salisbury, we're talking to uh, Tom Belk, who is from Brown Street. So Tom Belk, I've known Tom Belk for quite, quite a few years, um, you know, mover and shaker in the Salisbury scene. I discovered the other day that he's become the entertainment manager at Brown Street. And I knew that Brown Street kind of came out of nowhere and it had some link to the chapel. So I thought, what better than to get him on and to explain what's going on in Salisbury? So um, for, for people who've been listening the last couple of weeks, you'll know we've been doing kind of uh, festival summaries rather than full shows. So it is nice to get back into the swing of things. Now, we, the reason we couldn't do shows for the last couple of weeks is just because we've been a bit nonstop at festivals. Um, yeah. So we, we, it's calming down a little bit now. We've got a bit more time. We can put a bit more focus into this. But Kieran, the gigs haven't stopped for you. So what have you been up to in the last few days? Uh, well, last weekend uh, was Jackfest. Um, so our friend Jack Bell from the band's Lucky Number no. 7, he threw a festival birthday party for himself. And he invited all the best bands that he'd worked with in the last sort of six months to come and play. So it really was just fantastic just a load of mates all hanging out a bit like what trees is it was it was the vibe of trees but in, in Wiltshire um it was absolutely fantastic Karsik played life in mono nerve endings lucky number seven all sorts color of bone it was just brilliant ah oh, to, to have the ambition to have your own festival for your own birthday party I struggle yeah, to get he went, three friends around <laughs> he went all in as well he got the party bus which did alcohol he got Mr Whippy he got a pizza place to come and do it he had everything it really was like a very very small hundred cap festival uh, we will play a tune and um Kieran you have chosen this week's track it's the new one from People Versus um I am familiar with them but uh, they're, they're still gaining a lot of momentum so do you want to tell tell the audience who they are yeah, so the People Versus are a band from Oxford. Um, they're sort of like a six-piece band, I think. I think it's six-piece, and they're effectively chamber pop. It's very Kate Bushy, multiple harmonies, multiple instrumentation, um, and there's just nothing else like them on the UK music scene at the moment. I think they're exceptional. Their song, which is absolutely incredible. But well, we're going to play their brand new song. This is a song called Ocean Family. And the reason I've chosen this is because, A, it's their new song, B, it was given its Radio X um, exclusive debut play just earlier this week. And C, because they come to play in Trowbridge later in the year. And I want to I want to get as many people hearing their music as possible because I think you'll all fall in love. Do you call them chamber pop music? I'm not familiar with that term. Chamber pop. Yeah. Um, chamber pop. Pop. <laughs> yeah. I thought it's chamber pop is in a thing that you put under your bed in, when you live in a castle. Ian, no.
that is the brand new track from People Versus. It's called Ocean Family. Um, yeah, check them out. They are playing uh, in the region later this year. I, th- I think they're on tour promoting they're their on new... tour in October. They start their tour in somewhere close to Trowbridge, but they finish their tour, I've just discovered, at the Hop Inn in Swindon. So that's a really interesting development for Swindon because the Vic and Level 3 are so jam-packed with cover bands that original music is just not getting a look in. And so the Hop have started putting on original music, like Gaz Brickford's playing there very soon. So we're going to have to investigate this a little bit more, I think, John. Where's the Hop? It's in Old Town. So... And, you know, as you come in from Rawton, you come up, you go up the hill and mm-hmm. you come, keep going up the hill and you come to a roundabout. You go left ish to go down to Old Town. It's on that roundabout on your right. Oh, OK. Well, one to check out then. Interesting. Yes. That Very kind of links in, into our guest book uh, about uh, venues moving into music. But we'll cover that in a moment. It is yep. that time of the week where I like to ask if you have any product placements or anything you want to share. Uh, I do not, John. I do not. I'm afraid. Sorry. Oh. next week <laughs> when you're not in your studio you you've got yes I, I want to talk about this and this and this but then when you're sat oh. there there's nothing no is this because Sorry. your house is upside down because of all the building work yeah I, i've just got so much to do it's ridiculous i'm actually sat in a pile of an inch of dust so we'll worry about that later <laughs> uh, in that case we will move straight on to our guest end so yeah um there, there does seem to be a bit of a, a positive revival venues are increasing in number it feels like we've had we've gone through a very long period of, of venues and bars shutting but you've just mentioned about the hop in swindon and we've also got uh, brown street and salisbury new venues which are just firing up so do you yeah. want to um uh, I, have you been down to brown street do you know what it is yet karen no i haven't i've not been in there so i've only seen photographs and it looks very very uh it has a lot of potential so it looks really exciting so we'll see we'll see mm. so the the music there and it's all being the uh, organised by the chap Tom Belk, who we spoke to uh, a little bit earlier. I can't say that conversation and not also bring you into this, Kieran, because of what you're doing in Trowbridge with new venues. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very similar, very similar vibe, him and me, in different towns. So <laughs> dealing with similar bands as well. So, uh, yeah, credit to him. And, and fair play to Tom. He, he was sacrificing a round of pub quizzing to talk to, probably about three rounds, because he, once he started talking, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to leave. Didn't stop. <laughs> Do you want to just give us a quick pot of history about your involvement in, in the Salisbury music scene? So I'm Tom Bauk. I'm the events manager at Brown Street. Previously, the Chapel, the Winchester Gate, the Old Ale House, Salisbury Arts Centre, put on bits there, Salisbury City Hall. Basically, most places that want, want or were wanted music in town. Started when I was 18. So in 2005, I'm 35 now. Um, Garely. So uh, quite a long stint in it now, pretty much half my life, actually over half my life I've been doing it now. So yeah, I, I, I still am in bands now and was in bands, but it gets to a point when you're at an age where you accept that you're not going to be the next Joe Tolbert or someone <laughs> like that. But yeah, you get to a point where you realise that you're not going to grow stage at those bills. So actually, no one's really doing very well for gigs in, in the city. So actually putting those gigs on and giving people a good night is just as important as people that play on them. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I've done that, really. I've done bits out, outside of Salisbury. Like, I used to do quite a lot down in Bournemouth when there was, like, the Indie Revival in, like, 2007, around yeah. that kind of time. I remember it well. Yeah, no, golden era. Uh, I think it's starting to come back around again as well. Um, I did a lot with Llama Tree Festival until that sadly um, went as well. 
used to do the um, Llama Tree Festival Breakthrough Awards. So myself and a few other promoters locally would be sent all of the applications and then there'd be a process where there'd be like a Battle of the Band style final. So you've just said that you're at Brown Street. Now, for a lot of people, yeah. they won't recognise Brown Street because it is a brand, effectively a brand new value, venue. Tell us about how that came to existence. Basically, during the, um, the pandemic, I know everyone's just thinking about the heat wave at the moment. They forget that the whole world was in lockdown. And that was actually a lot worse than it being hot. Um, during that, obviously, it became announced that there was going to be cultural recovery fund grants for arts venues. And where I was previously, which was the parent company um, of Brown Street, which was the Chapel Nightclub, we'd always done community events and live music. Not a lot, but kind of large scale events with stuff going on. So it was decided that what was the old R&B soul room would become this new venue and that we would open a nice outdoor area with palm trees and colourful benches and just generally like a really good vibe. You won't kind of get anywhere outside of Bristol, London, really. Um, and have a music venue inside. So we started being this small part of the Chapel Live. So it was mainly the nightclub and then the the old church room, which is absolutely wonderful space to um, to put music on. And we, we started off by having some of these events on and some of the larger scale events we would have, like Oyster Band, right Jazz Band, would go in like the chapel and then we'd have like your beans on toast and stuff in... Um, the singer, not the food item, if you're not aware of. Yeah, <laughs> we, know, we know Jay very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case the listeners don't. Um, so, yeah, so we have stuff like that. So basically, dependent on what, whether, so Brown Street's like a 200 capacity venue, seem to increase next year. Uh, and the rest would be kind of like 400 and 350. So we had some good space to work with. Yeah. So it's kind of like, essentially like an academy style venue where you had like three or four separate venue you know venues within one venue yeah but then the decision came that um before the pandemic uh the nightclub industry and not just the nightclub industry as we know ourselves as event promoters performance etc has been struggling for a long time and the last thing that we needed really was this so the chapel live brand went the chapel itself went and we're left with brown street so i've had to sadly cancel some of the larger scale events because in order for them to be viable uh, you know, stuff like Tom Robinson and the Skids and stuff like that yeah. cannot be made viable in Brown Street of a 200 capacity venue unless oh. you charge about 50, 60 quid for a ticket. <laughs> uh, and although a lot of artists on the touring scene are very happy at doing that, as yeah. we probably would have seen, we personally know that that's not possible. So I'm back to the kind of £20 maximum ticket branch again, I'd say. We're trying to get people to come and support original music, but yeah. also... It's a weird one. Trying to, like the thought of trying to charge them fifteen quid is also a headache, which is weird because these people will go and see, um, say, like an Ed Sheeran or Sam Fender or something like that, and pay fifty quid up. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go and see them at one of your venues or mine, um, and we're trying to get people to pay like ten quid to come and watch someone, then sometimes it's a struggle. And it's yeah. just, do you know what I mean? It's really weird how yeah. people's brains are tuned. So you put on early bird offers in order to try and get people in and then cover your costs. And then... Um, so how, how many gigs does Brown Street do at the moment? How is it doing a month? Is it like a weekly thing or...? Yeah, so we have like at least one event on a week. Uh, well, we've actually got a gap this week. I haven't got anything on. But we tend to have something like a, like an open mic or a jam night one night and then like a singer song night, writer night. 
or like a live band DJ combo night because we can use both areas indoor and outdoors and then like a dedicated live music night. So we do stuff like live lunches. So I started a concept last month on a where we get four like acoustic performers playing nice. um, with like a little independence market and food and drink on a Sunday afternoon. Just trying to a- a- assess also like, is it worth going head to head with people on Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night? Or do we say, actually, we're going to create a concept where people come in and spend their Sunday afternoon with us watching live music and shopping local independence garments and, and eating food. So it's a tough one at the moment, isn't it? It's kind of a blank canvas for everyone. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really big scary. Reset. Yeah, it's scary, but also it's really quite exciting because you can kind of just get create a concept and go with it. So I know when I, I talked to you the other night about Karsik, who um, obviously we both think very highly of, the concept we had it was their first. They never, they're not played a gig in Salisbury. They got is what it is came out and they did uh, they did a show and it was all quite quiet. And then I was talking to to Jack and I said, right, this this we'll start it in Brown Street, but let's get it up to the chapel room. So we just came. I said, right, what we'll do is we'll we'll do it as a free ticket, but we're going to just really hype it up and just drive everyone a little bit mad so everybody thinks they want a ticket to the show. And it, and we did it. I don't know, it worked. So we kind of, I've kind of done that concept with all of the shows so far and people get behind it because I think I was sick of doing like putting on a good band and then being like, yeah, free entry. You know, just because the landlord, etc., says they're willing to put it up. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to make sure that if people think they can just turn up if they want to, then I, I think they're more inclined not to. So you've got to either do it. So you've got to have a free ticket to get in or you pay on yeah. the door or yeah. you've got to get this ticket for five quid or you won't get in. So yeah. it's helped me. I think I've learned a lot and to not like rest on my laurels, like actually put some real energy into it, not just putting a listing up thinking, oh, I've, I've put time into getting a really good line up here and then people won't come. So you've got to go back to that building hype. And I can see what you're doing with the stuff that you do, you know, in Trowbridge. And it's like, I think we both probably learned a bit from this time. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, who have you got coming up at, uh, at Brown Street over the next month or so? So we've got a, f- a monthly thing called um, Music for Fun, which is a long-standing open mic and jam night for about 15 years or so. And it's a wide range of performers, everything from like college age all the way up to like post-retirement age. There's a full back line. So even if, you're, if you've got a band and you just happen to be out having beers and you suddenly want to come and do a set, you can come on down. They've got everything there, even down to guitars and plectrums and everything. It's, it's remarkable. So that's on the 28th uh, of July. 29th, we've got Zucchinis, who are like, a, like an alternative covers band, you know, like I always try and promote original bands, but you've got to have a little mixture of stuff in there, yeah. so, so that's good. Classic on the 5th of August, which um, is sold out its allocation. We will be releasing some tickets on the night, though, so it'll just be a case of finding out when they are and coming down if you haven't got them really, guys. And then on from there, yeah, we're just at a bit of a point where we're just trying to work out the best way to go with things, because... Um, you reach a point where in the height of summer, so like towards the end of August, there's festivals on. So the real the bands that you kind of want to play are either at them playing or attending and your crowd tend to be at them as well. So I tend to like lay off my programming from kind of like the second week of August until like um, the start of September. Because with basically, for those of you who don't know, um, Salisbury's premier venue was the City Hall Salisbury, uh, which held about... 1500 I think it was. Yeah, something around that. 
yeah, quite an impressive venue if you go in there with the lights off and the stage show on. If you go in there, it just looks like a big sports gym. Um, <laughs> that's, that's been um, used for the vaccination programme since last year, uh, well, the end of 2020, actually. And it's going to continue again until next year. Salisbury yeah. Arts Centre, brilliant, brilliant venue, really great. But since it became part of Wiltshire Creative, it's very like arts focused rather than music. Yeah. So I was working with them initially after the lockdown, getting original performers in, and the, the nights were going quite well, and they had to be like seated, like acoustic type stuff. Uh, but they've gone in their own direction, and subsequently, people are coming to Brown Street or the Winchester Gate as opposed to going there, yeah. which is a real shame. We're going to expand at the end of the year to increase our capacity by another hundred, which will put us at three hundred, which will be a really good level for the touring circuit with like you know plumbed in rig etc and that so i think once we've reached that point things are going to get a lot more exciting for us we're still finding our feet at the moment and seeing which shoes fit us best so i think once we got the right ones on um we should get running oh well um i think it's that time in the interview where we ask the guest to pick a track that represents the salisbury scene at the moment what have you got for us there's a band called lovers enough who are like a electro pop rock type bands who have uh, quite exciting um, stuff they've coming up. Uh, In View, uh, Previously Echoes, they've got a track called Loco that's worth checking out. There's lots of bands to mention, but for me, you, you can't look further than Classic at the moment. They're making, they're making music, which for me is like a fusion of uh, like Jamie T meets um, Slaves meets The Streets type vibe. I just think they're, really, they're destined for big things, and I think there'll be a point in a few years where we'll we'll have a drink and we'll be like, oh God, do you remember when we both put Karstik on in their first yeah. tour? And it's like, <laughs> and they'll be cute. And it reminds me a little bit of, well, I don't know, I, I put on um, Idols when they were at Music Box. Um, I had Frank Turner at the barn, both on their like real low bits. I'm not saying they're going to reach those peaks. I really hope they do, especially for Salisbury music. But it's just, I don't know, I get this little vibe that some of these shows that I put on, the show I put on with them earlier in the year with this one coming up, it's going to be one that I look back on. Does it feel like something you choose? I am all set, ready to lose. No one's listening, no one's listening, no one's listening, no one listens. How does it feel to feel the truth?
classic track uh, from uh, Tom Belk there. We've gone with another Salisbury band, Love Is Enough, and this is their track, uh, Burn. It's their debut track, really only released in April this year. So um, if you like that, do check them out. There is more to come. Hmm. And the, the, the band Karsik, who uh, both yourself and Tom have talked about a couple of times during this show, that, uh, it's another band where there's a lot of interest about what they're doing. We haven't played anything of theirs yet, just because they, they don't have any YouTube videos and, and we... We, we need to keep the YouTube people happy. But by, by the sounds of it, the, the way they're escalating, it won't be long until they're, they're far more well-known. Indeed. They are definitely bands that I would pin all my hopes on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Um, but, but you're not touting them for a number one yet. The current predictions aren't... Not yet. Not Too right early. Yet. Too early. No, we have to wait and see. Test the water. All right, then. Uh, cheers for that, Karen. Have, have you got any news you want to talk about? Actually, yes, I do so know you do have news. We have news, yes. So um, Big Jeff from Bristol, who's currently in Swansea Hospital in the Burns unit, has shared a picture of himself and he's doing much better. He's he's conscious. He's chatting to people. He is definitely uh, over the worst of it, I think. He's got a long road to recovery, obviously, still, but he's alive and kicking and he seems in good spirits. So great news for, for Big Jeff and Big Jeff fans out there, which I include myself in that. Yes, uh, for people who aren't familiar with the story, so Big Jeff is probably the, the most Bristol's most famous gig goer and um, music supporter, um, and he was uh, quite sadly involved in a house fire a few weeks ago. So he's um, been in Swansea Burns unit uh, ever since, and he's kind of missed his the the first festival so summer of festivals um, in three years. He sadly missed that, so which obviously be very gutted about. But there's been a lot of love for Jeff wherever you go, isn't there? A lot of love, a lot of love. Yeah. OK, um, I spotted when I was just looking through the, the papers uh, a story that's come up and we, we've talked about this before with with uh, previous guests, bands who want to go and play in Europe. There's been some quite big names who are really struggling to sort out the paperwork and get their visas and get their instruments taken over to, to play between the e- UK and EU. And, and the people have been saying the government recently really needs to step up and sort this out. I know the government's got other things on its mind right now, but uh, it, it does seem to be affecting a lot of people in the industry. No, I did see that there was it was being put before uh, 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 the Commons um, about addressing this, but I don't think it has actually reached it yet. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a problem that hasn't gone away. The musicians we had on here did say that would be the case, and it's just it has come to pass. You know, it's impossible for people to tour and go abroad. So, do we want to do something about it? Time will tell. Mm, I think we should. I think we need to find find a way around that. Cool. Any other news from yourself? That is it, mate. I am newsed out. Okay, well, that makes a change for you. A um, couple of gigs I wanted to talk about. Um, I know I've, I've said personally my festivals are done for, for the summer, but uh, we've got WOMAD coming up at the end of July, which is 28th to 31st of July. That is at Charlton Park uh, in Malmesbury. That is the, the world uh, music 
World of Music and Dance Festival is what WOMAD stands for. WOMAD, yeah. Um, headlining, they have Flaming Lips, which I'm quite uh, gutted I didn't get tickets for that. Um, what? They've also got uh, Angelique Kidjo, uh, Leanne La Havas, Kay Tempest, and The Selector. I'd love to see The Selector as well. Um, oh, I cannot believe Flaming Lips are playing a stone's throw from my house. Yeah, and neither of us bothered to get tickets. I can get a residence um, discount for that as well. Jesus, John. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe ask. W- would it be unethical to pretend to be from Ukraine because they've just announced that they're giving a hundred free tickets away to any refugees who? Uh, no, is the answer to that. In shortly, it is not unethical. I'll see you down the front. Cool. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, John. Well, right with, with that incredibly tasteful end to the show. Um, if you want to, if you want to get in touch, your isolation at gmail dot com. Um, find us uh, online at. Uh, spotify and youtube and all the other streaming services real we will leave it at that thank you kieran it's been lovely to have a chat to you it's been nice to get the show back on the road again and um i will speak to you same time same place next week thank you for listening everybody goodbye take care everyone toodle pip <laughs>